welcome back to the sixth episode of Harry Potter, or sorry, of, of Muggles <laughs> and Mudbloods, a podcast where I, Tabby Whitman, together with Mona Musa, discuss the Harry Potter books from a Muggle or Muggle-born perspective. In this chapter, we see Harry have a lot of firsts, so before we get things going, we have a 30-second recap, so Mona, if you would please get Got it, it right set here? up. Yeah, and tell me when. One, two, two three. Harry gets left at the King's Cross Station, and he doesn't know how to get in. He meets the Weasleys, and they help him get into King's Cross Station. He gets on the train. He meets Ron. They have a great chat, and he buys all the candy. Then they meet Draco, Crab, and Goyle, and then Neville loses his toad. They arrive at Hogwarts. Hagrid says, leave your bags here, and they take a boat trip across the lake, and Hagrid knocks on the door to Hogwarts. The end. Okay, well, you you also forgot one important thing. They met Hermione on the train. That that is very very true. I'm I'm sorry. Hermione is a very um, obviously important character <sighs> in the books. Unbelievable, unbelievable, Tavi. In this chapter, we are discussing a few things. Number one, we are discussing the trip to Hogwarts, the incidents of Muggle and magical medical mishaps. See what I did there? And, and, and I'm still I'm still skeptical about that topic, but sure. I think it's interesting, but also the 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 whole experience of showing up nine and three quarters, which is a fantastic thing. So, in the book, Harry starts thinking, you know what? Maybe I should start tapping on random shit with my <laughs> wand until something works. I mean, if if he would have done that in front of Muggles and like on a random wall, that would have been really strange. Like exactly. him, him carrying an owl on, on a cage and looking lost and everything, just like tap, 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 try, trying to like imitate Hagrid and everything. That poor Harry, if he actually did it. Yeah, so I think that's a really, really interesting, interesting part, to be honest. Because... Like, imagine being that, that the guard that Harry interacts with in the movie, and it's like, <laughs> excuse me, sir, can you show me where platform nine and three quarters is? Platform nine and three quarters? There's no such thing. And he's, he's like, every fucking year, these 11-year-old dweebs <laughs> go up and start poking shit with their random sticks. What are they doing? Why is this happening? Who has it out for my mental health? Like, seriously, what the fuck? Okay, okay, but the important question is, for, like, muggle-born kids who receive their letters, does it say how they can get, how they can enter to Platform 9 and 3 quarters, or are they just supposed to magically know? Is there, like, an appendix in the letter? Like, there, we know there's, like, a, a shopping list, but is there another page that Harry just forgot? I don't know, because, like, it doesn't make sense for Hermione, who is a muggle-born wizard, and she she seemed to know everything and has everything in control. Yeah, well, she's a nerd, so, you know. Yeah, but a nerd doesn't have to know everything. That's true, but still. Anyway, it's it's it's. <laughs> I I would love to see have I love the idea of just like Harry started to poke random shit in like all around ninety three quarters and he's like asking random people. It'd be great. Dude, no, I feel I feel I would feel bad for him. 
it's like he's been through so much shit and and you know like uh, the he he gets left at the platform just like that by his family no the Dursleys aren't great they're they're somewhat problematic yeah I, i mean like there were a few quotes that stood out saying um like harry thought this was strangely kind until uncle vernon stopped dead facing the platforms with a nasty grin on his face and then um it was repeated nastier smile and that's just like no yeah poor harry but hey you know and made fun of they are having a pretty bad day as well they're gonna go to a hospital and try to explain to the doctors how their son has a pig's tail (laughs) <laughs> without you know saying he got hexed by a wizard he has been cursed by a sorcerer and <laughs> sorry um, <laughs> and he will never go to smell things I mean that that's something you can't even explain to a normal human being um, well this brings me, brings me to one of, my, one of my new theories about Harry Potter and that is the idea that there has to be some kind of not only ministry level ministry spies within the PMO in England, the Prime Minister's office, you know, the the counterpart of the White House, observing the the Prime Minister, but also, for example, witches and wizards infiltrating the British medical and law enforcement communities to make sure that in the case of, for example, dragon pox or <laughs> accidental transfiguration cases on muggles, that when the muggle shows up at the hospital, they don't, you know, create a massive issue because this is a magical disease and you can't solve it with, I don't know what they use, um, hydroxychloroquine. Uh-huh even if it's a miracle drug that everybody's going to, you know, like, President Trump did it. Oh, my God. No, I'm just... Oh, my God. Okay. Now, see, what I think, having, like, someone from the wizard world in the muggle world in every single hospital, medical clinic, doctor, whatever, that would be almost impossible. I think it would be more logical if, you know, because, like, every health condition or, like, an accident always gets reported on a, a system, on like, on computers and stuff. So I feel... Like, it would get pinged to the wizard world and be like, oh, there's this person in this place that got into a, an unusual, sorry, I'm air-quoting unusual, an unusual accident, and, you know, someone appears magically. Maybe. The, the issue there is uh, um, Arthur Weasley can't handle a fucking turnstile, and he's a muggle enth- enthusiast. Hagrid is astounded by subways and parking meters. I don't <laughs> think they have the technical know-how. They are like 102-year-old grandparents. They can't deal with computers. It's not going to happen. Okay, it doesn't have to be a computer. It could be a, an owl sending them a message somehow, or they just hear it magically. I don't exactly, know. fucking up the contamination. <laughs> Like the sanitary conditions of the hospital. Why are there always owls swooping around hospitals? Hmm. I don't know. Oh, I wonder. Or it could be like a bird 
on the roof that hears it that sends a message to the owl and then the owl goes to the wizard world. Maybe. I, I do actually have a theory here that, that, could, that could hold water and that is paintings. Just okay. the one fixed to the, to the wall in the prime minister's office in the UK that mm-hmm. they would put paintings around hospitals all around the UK that would l- be listening and then report back to the ministry if something strange came in or somebody strange, you know, how like, it's like, why are there always ugly paintings in the examination rooms in hospitals? Because they're there by wizards and they're watching you. Okay, but then how would they be installed by wizards? Dumbfundus charm. Okay, fair enough. Wizards are pretty good at getting their way when they use magic. It's like, hello, Imperio, ta-da. <laughs> what you gonna do about it? So you heard it here first, folks. Those ugly paintings you see at doctor's offices, they're not their fault. They are the wizarding world spying on us. Yeah, so, so now every time someone, whoever's listening to this podcast, would like go to a doctor's office and be paranoid that the, that the paintings are listening. Sure, amazing. Exactly. <laughs> I always feel like somebody's watching. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh, um, God, no. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> this took a turn. I think Mona's mic went out there for a second because she's laughing too hard. Wiping Probably. away tears. Oh, God. Um, anyway, conclusion of the theory is that we believe that there are paintings installed by the Wizarding World at locations, for example, in police stations, medical offices, etc. <laughs> I can't stop. I'm continuing the podcast. Mona's in the background (laughs) laughing her ass off. So this is going great. Um, I've I've got it together now. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Thank God. This was, (laughs) that was an interesting result. Anyway, anyway. Oh God. If you guys are listening, just take a shot of any time we say anyway, you'll, you'll, you'll have fun by the end of this episode. Let's not make our podcast a drinking game this early on. It's not a good look, Mona. All right, all right. Sorry. No matter how much you want to drink. um, I'll I'll just shut up about that remark for now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. We we also forgot to mention one thing before we started talking about the, the doctors and hospitals and stuff. Um when Uncle Vernon spoke to Harry for the first time after, you know, telling him, yes, we can go to King's Cross, he was like, "Find a way to get to a wizard's school, the train. Magic carpets all got punctured, have they? Yeah. That's, I actually really like the comment because yeah. for, for once, Uncle Vernon is funny and not a dick. Like, mag- magic carpets all got punctures. Yes. Also, he's got a good fucking point. Mm-hmm. Why are they taking a bloody train to Hogwarts? Well, I mean, the weather is cold at Hogwarts. Because, like, when they first got there, Harry shivered and stuff. So, imagine traveling on a carpet at, like, 
Oh, no, I don't that's, know that's, how many. That's absolutely an issue with carpets and brooms is the, the weather issues. You have to, there's, there's, you know, you have to dress warm. But there yeah. are other options, namely the flu network and apparition. Okay, but how would they transport their animals, their cages, the, all of their bags and luggages and stuff? Mm. That's, that's a decent point, actually. Yeah, I don't know how they'd that they'd get like a trunk into the fireplace and just like <laughs> bye trunk, hope you get there. Um, it would get lost on the way if the kids yeah. didn't know their spells. But, but the the issue for me is that they all they all have to travel from all over England to get to London, only to go back to Scotland again. I don't I don't have a comment for that one. Because Minerva McGonagall, we know, is Scottish. Her yeah. name is McGonagall. Like she is a Scot. Where is the logic in that? Like, if if you don't, if you can't use like, if you can't do flu powder, you can always use sidelong apparition. Some witches and wizards don't do sidelong apparition. That is true, but the vast majority do do sidelong apparition, and therefore they could have that as an alternative. I I I don't get like the Hogwarts Express is great. It's just not illogical. Once again, the wizarding, the Ministry of Magic is stupid. And no, no, hold up, hold up. Before 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 you start swearing at the the Ministry of uh, Ministry of Magic, it gives a it gives a, a perfect opportunity to the kids to meet for the first time. Like they get socialized, find their people, get to know everybody instead of each one of them getting to Hogwarts like awkward, shy kids not talking to each other. See, this I mean, isn't. Yeah, that that, and and we all got we got to meet um, everybody on the train. If yeah. that didn't happen on the train, where would have would like where would it go? Where would it like? Be? I'm, I'm not saying the Hogwarts Express isn't cool. I'm just saying it's ineffective, and it's not like it's. But then, of course, the Wizarding World is generally ineffective. Um, and one thing I want to mention Day. there is that there's this really weird idea that. They all meet at the on the Hogwarts Express. Don't you allow your children's social life before the age of eleven? Like, the Wizarding community has some issues with sexism, maybe by if and like women in the workplace, because if you don't have any kind of primary level education in the Wizarding Wizarding world, like just you know preschool, daycare, that kind of stuff. You're not going to have any women in the workplace. So that, what the fuck, Wizarding World? Like, no wonder Tonks doesn't have any kids because she couldn't be an or and have children at the same time. Because Hogwarts starts at age of ten. That means or eleven. Sorry, eleven years out of the workforce for either the man or the woman. So that's that's yeah. an issue for me. I think this is obviously <laughs> me applying way too much. Like. Um, criticisms to harry potter like what is your daycare system like like what what is the opportunity you know for women in the workplace or men to be in the workplace if the woman the mother is the primary breadwinner because there, we, we're gonna have to get into this later on but when it comes to gender roles and that kind of stuff um you have like this kind of this militaristic like or that kind of like the background of like men being the protector being because men generally are a little bit bigger people or taller on average, yeah. etc. In the wizarding world, 
Flitwick is a fucking boss, and he's tiny. It's it all comes down to your magical skill, which means that some of these gender roles maybe, if we're lucky, never appeared. So that's something I think that's worth considering. Um, and we'll have to get into that later on, but you know, yeah. who knows? But but I still think that um, like wizard kids can go to muggle schools until their age of 11 because that seems the most logical reason out of everything but if they went to muggle school until the age of 11 they would know how to wear muggle fucking clothing (laughs) well i'm i mean we're talking about like kids like hermione no not hermione um the weasleys and the other wizards that we meet later on but there's no, the, there's no the, chance. The, the, yeah, the professors and everything. Maybe they didn't have that opportunity to go to a muggle, uh, to a muggle school, so they never learned how to dress yeah, properly. But I, I would also question that because there's no chance the Sager Twenty Eight would let their children. Like, there's no chance that the the Grops or the sorry, not the Grops, the the Crabs or the Lestranges or the Blacks or the Malfoys would let their children go to a muggle school. Yeah. Because they're maybe, a bunch of racists. Okay, maybe, maybe they have their own little wizard daycare started by parents or, you know, a family-run business at somewhere around England or Scotland to put their yeah. kids in. Yeah, the Ministry of, Magic should, Ministry of Magic should get their fucking shit together. <laughs> um, which is going to be the, the new slogan for this podcast. The Ministry of Magic, get your shit together. At least my personal slogan. A slogan. So there's a couple of things I want to mention before we round off for today. I think Mona has some too. Um, for me, it's this conversation between Mrs. Weasley and Fred and George about toilets and blowing them, them up and getting howlers. And them like talking about mailing Ginny a toilet seat. And there's a really interesting question here about consequences, because in the muggle world, blowing up a toilet is a pretty big deal because you have to buy a new toilet. In the wizarding world, you fix that with one spell. Yeah, exactly. So what, what, are the, what are the real consequences of blowing up a toilet in the wizarding world or other kind of destroying a table or things like that? Because that kind of damage isn't permanent as it is in our world. But, but I think it's more of the act of rebellion or, you know, they're trying to do something. Yeah. But also, I want to I want want to get it, like, talk about the idea that you know, imagine Errol of all owls having to deliver a toilet seat to Ginny. That <laughs> poor fucking owl! Like that would be <laughs> that would be the worst thing ever. Like that owl is on the verge of dying, carrying a bunch of letters. Imagine it carrying a toilet seat from Scotland. Like no. Just- you know, ha- having a toilet seat around his neck and trying to like, fly, struggling so oh hard god. to get there. Oh, oh god. my god! No, no. I mean, that that should be like behind the scenes or a blooper scenes in the movies. To be fair. Well, to be honest, though, they did actually train the owls in the movies to hold letters, and it took them months to do so. So I'm I don't think they're going to take the time to make an owl carry a toilet seat. Um, also, my hope is that like the Weasley twins got like multiple of the of the school owls to like carry it instead, because you know. 
Just like if you want to carry it all, trying to fly at the same time. Exactly. You know, um, gross misappropriation of school resources. Oh, it would be an amazing use of resources. Oh, They're being yeah. creative. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I, I want to talk about, like, Hermione's little bit in the book. When, like, she introduces herself, she starts talking about, like, oh, my God, I've read all the books. I know all the spells. I know about everything. I'm like, p- part of me is like, oh, no, Hermione, what are you doing? Just, no. Like, there's two poor kids, and then there's Hermione who's like, Oh my god, I'm at the top. I'm at the, I love Hermione, but that scene just made me cringe in my head. A little bit cringe, time. yeah. Yeah, it's like, and, and also you can see the difference between Harry and Hermione because like they're both, um, you know, they're they're Muggle. Well, I mean, Harry isn't Muggle born, but he is Muggle raised. Yeah, and Hermione is Muggle born wizard. So like, there's a huge contrast between them. Oh yeah, and that's I'm for like, sure. Ugh, Hermione. Hermione. She is amazing, but she has issues. And and also a cute little thing when the the spell that Ron tried to do to make his rat turn yellow. Yeah. That was so cute. Just like Sunshine, trying with like daisies, butter, mellow. Turn this stupid fat rat yellow. Yeah, I know. It's like with his like little broken ass wand and like his raggedy look strength. His like... wand breaks number two, by the way. It's still intact to number one. Uh, well, I mean, it's still, it it's not the best one that he's got. No, so. which is which is weird considering the fact that he he doesn't have like it, he should have gotten a new wand from Mister Ollivander himself um, because the wand chooses the wizard, which is also an issue for Neville Longbottom because Neville also had the same issue oh. with his wand and was using his father's wand for many years. And then received a new wand when his father's wand broke. I think it was in, in book five. And that could honestly explain a lot of Neville Longbottom's ill capacity to cast some spells. He's highly proficient at herbology, but sucks at spell casting. That could be because he's using a wand and with that and hasn't chosen him. Into another episode of, yeah, I mean, of but also circumstances. My name is Tavi Whitman. Like, I'm here with um, the Weezys couldn't we'll really afford a lot of things. With an episode about so, hand-me-downs were, were the only option. Day at Hogwarts. Please tune in then. We will try to be unbiased, but since we are a Ravenclaw and a Slytherin, we might not be. Although we will be less biased than McGonagall and her favoritism to the Gryffindor Quidditch team. Until then, please do follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Hit like on Facebook and also follow us on Instagram if you feel like it. You'll get lots more updates there, previews, and of course, some pretty good memes if we do say so ourselves. Have a great weekend and we'll see you next week.